Welcome back to Corey and Lowry, episode number 128. Uh, I'm sure you missed us yesterday with the Game 4 update, but we felt that the series in the NBA Finals was going to be over, and we correct, correctly predicted that um, as the Nuggets won, but we'll get to that later. I'm uh, here with my co-host on this beautiful uh, Tuesday evening here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sam, uh, you know, you're breaking into summertime, uh, you know, we got a new... Uh, like toy, not like a toy, but it's like a. It's like a lava marine, lamp. Lava lamp. Lava lamp. Yeah, that's the new Carter Lowry staple. So that's what's uh, going down. But question of the day, this is like a would you rather, but like which is worse? Okay. All right. Would you rather attend an Oakland A's game this August, like completely out of content, like not even like August, like fifth. It wouldn't be that hot because it's only in Oakland, no cow. Or would you rather attend a regular season cricket match in England? Um. Well, let's say the A's are playing another poor team. It's just an irrelevant baseball game. I'm gonna say an A's game just so I can check that off. Check uh, whatever they call their stadium. Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, off the. Uh, yeah, because I mean, off the list of all time. That'll be it. Venues. Right. I mean, they're not playing there anymore yeah. after uh, this season. You know, before it was home of the Raiders and the A's. I mean, now, Vegas. They just put down just like a couple minutes ago. They just put down their deposit for like the new stadium. I think it's like eight hundred fifty million dollars. Wow. Um, and no offense to cricket, though. Yeah. No offense to cricket. I, I think just don't so. know the rules. That's true. That would that would eat up part of your time is figuring out how the game worked. Yeah. Well, we're gonna you know we're gonna cut over to some other sports before we do a little baseball wrap. Uh, some housekeeping as well. Do want to mention um, that we have the incoming uh, break for Carter and Lowry. Uh, we're taking the next two weeks off. Sam and I will be in Israel, and uh, you know while we're going on a, a tour of the country, we will not be able to break down. The sports in the states so we're taking our uh, two-week sabbatical and then we'll come back strong with the summer series mixed back coming back in a big mm-hmm. way more prolonged and you know maybe off the wall episodes coming your way so this is the last sort of regular episodes we cover baseball some other sports and then uh, the NBA finals and its conclusion uh, well let's break it uh, to the other sports uh, first up gotta mention Lionel Messi is headed uh, to the MLS. He's going to be playing in Miami next season. Sam, just your thoughts on the move, and what does it mean for American soccer in general? Um, I think this is huge for American soccer. Um, I agree with the move for Messi, and obviously I agree with the move for the MLS. Um, this is going to be major bank for both. Um, I think that this specifically you know, creates... A lot of hype around soccer, you know, following the World Cup we just had. And World Cup coming to North America 2026. So, I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of people would say Messi is probably top five, if not number one. I have no where to speak on that. Uh, Yeah, me as well. I would say he generally regards as one of the greatest. Um, And, you know, how many Americans have actually seen Leo Messi play? Not a lot. Exactly. Certainly not a lot of middle class Americans. Right. So, you know, 
they're he's coming to Charlotte. What? And they're opening the the upper bowl. Will it sell out? Uh, I would think so. It's got to. It's got to be bigger than any Panthers game we've ever had. I, Not I, the I, NFC Championship, Sam? The NFC Championship compared to Leo Messi, man. I'm just saying in terms of hype. like. I mean, I, I think, honestly, I don't know, man. I played that was pretty big, but you're not a Panthers fan, so who are you I'm actually say? a Panthers No, I won't go that far. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I, I agree with Sam. I think that... The hype will be there, and interesting to see, you know, how just kind of the United States media, you know, surrounds him. You know, he's going to be, it's messy, he's going to be on SportsCenter every night. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's weird to think about, but it's here and it's now. And interesting stat, their Instagram account, they went from 1 million followers to I think 7 million followers in 24 hours Mm. when they signed him. So crazy stuff. Um, but some other news, the United States Open Championship, notoriously the hardest golf tournament in the world, is set to kick off on Thursday after the historic merger between LIV Golf and the PGA Tour, so a lot of controversy, a lot of speculation surrounding this uh, event. Um, you might want to note, if you are a golf fan, that these, uh, you know, the coverage is going to go pretty late because it's a West Coast tournament, so it'll be running prime time. Uh, back nine on Sunday, going to be probably running uh, to around ten o'clock Eastern time. So you better keep your dad, give him some uh, five-hour energy yeah. uh, to make it through uh, Father's Day uh, and finish off that back nine in Los Angeles. Uh, we also want to mention Iga Swiatek. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's from Poland. And Novak Djokovic. They both cruise the Roland Garros. Um, taking the French Open uh, singles titles there, and then Wimbledon coming up. Uh, we'll see how Nadal uh, returns from injury. See, you just see, uh, you know, another great year of Wimbledon. Sam, not really a tennis guy, no. but you know, maybe we'll <laughs> no. get some uh, some good memes or some some good highlights uh, for Sam Carter out of Wimbledon. Uh, but let's break it now to baseball, and we got uh, the Seattle Mariners with another. 500 week. You know, all I can say is hang in there until the, the trade deadline. 1-1 one one against the Padres, 1-2 uh, against the Angels, and then a dominating win against the Marlins last night. That was a big win at home to get us, get the homestand started off right. Ty France now the leading batter. Ever the stats the same. Uh, Luis Castillo, his his record is 4-4, four four, but he's pitching a lot better than his record presents. I've always said that's kind of maybe the dumbest stat in baseball just because you can pitch a great game. And then, you know, lose. Oh. I had to move us down. So okay, Sam had to move us down on the stat sheet. But um, back to what I was saying, you know, it's just a dumb stat because I don't think it's a great representation. But now, Sam, now that you can see the whole vision of the Baltimore Orioles, why don't you tell us what happened uh, this past week? All right, so, yeah, one and two against the Brewers. We don't really care about that. But a sweep, I tell you. A sweep against the sorry Royals. Yeah. Um, you know, Cedric Mullins still leads in RBIs. Mountcastle still leads in home runs with 11. And then Kay Gibson, 8-3. Case, it's not for um, Kyle. It's for strikeout. You okay. get the joke. No. All right. All right, man. All right, well, looking at the playoff picture. Rick. 
we got the Rays, Rangers, and Twins still leading their divisions uh, with the Orioles, Yankees, and Astros holding up the wild card positions. And the Diamondbacks have taken a significant lead in the National League uh, by, with the Braves and Pirates following suit with the division lead and the Dodgers, Marlins, and Giants uh, taking up the wild card spots currently. Uh, now let's turn to uh, the end of our NBA coverage this season. Um, alongside uh, the world's biggest Nuggets bandwagon, Mr. Sam Carter. Um, he was pumping his fists as the uh, confetti fell last night. Um, but Sam, seriously, tell us your thoughts on Jokic's performance and just kind of your thoughts on this entire NBA playoffs. Um, you know, I think it was a really good playoffs, um, especially in the East. I think that... You know, the best team won, and I think the best player got the MVP. I think that, let's see, I think that fundamental hoops is back. I think that good offense, good defense always trumps great offense and mediocre defense and vice versa. Um, I think that uh, the Nuggets are here to stay. I, I have to agree with you. Um, Sam, you do make an interesting point. Um, we saw under the reign of the Dubs, a.k.a. the Golden State Warriors, we kind of saw that three-point shooting explosion, and that's really the direction I thought the game was going to be going. Uh, but we see two uh, very team and assist-oriented, not that the Warriors weren't assist-oriented per se, yeah. but definitely a lot more three-pointers. I mean, we saw in this last game, you know, both teams, you know, they scored 95 points or less. That's really grudge a match basketball, and uh, the Nuggets, I think, are here to stay. i got to agree. Nikola Jokic with a phenomenal series, uh, very deserved, finals MVP, great series out of Jamal Murray. I want to say that Aaron Gordon, he was the difference. He wasn't the best player, but they hadn't had him. I don't know that they're going to win this in five games. I think we're still going to be going on with the series. I still give it to the Nuggets, though. Yeah, I think they would have won it in seven games if he had not been playing. But i got to say, uh, Jimmy Butler... Uh, definitely disappointed me uh, in this series. I think he he kind of was just a little bit too forceful, and um, you know the way that he had been operating strictly on ISO ball at the end of the games and kind of the Eastern Conference that didn't really work when he was faced with double teams. And I think he'd just be more patient in those last seconds. Um, yeah. I think that was kind of epitomized by the KCP steal at the end of the game to kind of seal uh, the championship. Uh, but congratulations to Ish Smith, former Hornet. Getting the yeah. job done after being ACC guy, yeah, ACC guy, and thirteen teams, thirteen seasons, finally That's an true. NBA champion. Yeah. Um, Jeff Green also has made quite the journey. I think ten teams in fifteen seasons for him. Um, but DeAndre he's, Jordan, DeAndre Jordan. Well, he he had won a ring with the uh, Lakers, but yes, another journeyman to earn a ring. And I just think that this Nuggets team was the complete uh, revert back to that kind of old school, you know, yeah. grudge basketball. And we'll see how these teams are going to adapt, you know, because I think that the champion sets the precedent. When the Warriors were on top, teams were building up to say, how do we beat the Warriors? How do we play small ball in this kind of way? And the Nuggets, they, they beat the small ball. I mean, they were the big, the more physically dominant team. And, you know, they just... They had the role players activating on all cylinders. I mean, Christian Brown was tremendous in this series. Um, so I think that this is definitely going back to that more old-school kind of basketball. Yeah. And uh, I think Sam Carter 
from you know what he's talking about is definitely here for it. Um, but let's yeah, just look fan. at the performance of the Miami Heat, Sam. Another disappointment. Do you see them reaching the finals again, or does this roster need a, a more of a retooling uh, to get back uh, to that point? You know, I think that Jimmy Butler is an incredible player, but I think that you pretty much summed it up. He is not a team leader. He's an incredible player on his own, and he can do a lot, but, you know, like you said, when he's getting double teamed, there's just, there's just not a lot he can do. He's a scorer. He's not a, not a passer. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of questions surrounding this roster. Kyle Lowry's certainly getting older. Kevin Love, obviously he's old. I mean, he, he, he's got a little gray beard going on <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, obviously, the prospect of Damian Lillard coming to the Heat is in the air right now. So, very intriguing offseason. You know, what will LeBron and the Lakers do? That's always going to be a question on everyone's mind. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, Kyrie Irving, potential. I mean, he's a free agent. You got James Harden could be moving. Um, so, a lot of, uh, you know, crazy things could happen this summer. Or it could just be kind of a, a low-key you know, relaxed summer. We don't see a lot of movement in the NBA landscape. Pretty much stays the same. Obviously, it'll be exciting to see uh, Victor Wembanyama mm-hmm. enter the league uh, with the San Antonio Spurs and see how they kind of retool as uh, he claims he wants to win a championship in his first season. Uh, but Sam, let's talk about the legacy of the Joker, Nikola Jokic, a.k.a. Sambor Shuffle, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Uh, 12-year-old pool mugshot man um you know looking at this series and this playoffs does he crack your top five centers of all time now let me break down what i would just for reference here's what i'm gonna say these are my five centers but excluding Jokic, here are the five guys i'm putting in there obviously kareem abdul-jabbar shaquille o'neal akeem olajuwon bill russell and wilt chamberlain those, I would say that's the five, that's your Mount Rushmore yeah. centers. Looking at his current body of work, does he top any of those players? Um, I mean, I think if you look at it in the context just of what he can do, not his accolades, I think that, you know, maybe recency bias. Just for the sake of argument, I think that he, he can beat out one of those guys. I'm going to say Shaq. Just because Shaq is pretty one-dimensional. He's, he, he might be able to kick the ball a little bit, but he's not going to knock down a three for you. He's, he's, right. he's not going to be your clutch guy that you go to. Very true. Um, I'm going to say Jokic. i, I got to say Jokic. Man. Okay. It's like tattooed in my brain. I just feel like he is almost multi-dimensional more than just two dimensions just because he's lethal on all cylinders um so for the sake of argument i i'll I'll put him in there yeah i think he certainly has the potential um the championships is the most important thing can he rack up the rings um i agree with you i think that he is perhaps the most versatile center ever yeah 
I wouldn't say most lethal. Like, best offensive right. center ever, I have to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. Like, the skyhook, I mean, he won six MVPs. Like, it's all there. But Kareem isn't, you know, he can't. Jokic can mid-range three post-up. He can do it all. The knock on Jokic for myself is the defense. He doesn't really have that athletic, you know, fear, like, monster. Like, when I think of a great defensive center, I'm thinking of, like, a Ben Wallace. Yeah. And the Akeem Olajuwon, who are you guys you just don't want to drive on. And I think Jokic, he has a wingspan. I think his wingspan is like 7'4". Like, that's still going to be great defensively. Mm-hmm. But he's not making plays to the point where you're like, I can't drive on him at all. You know, so I think that um, he's a little bit of a liability on the defensive end. But certainly, I'm, I'm willing to say right now, Dean Lowry, 2023, the most versatile center the NBA has ever seen on the offensive end of the ball is Nikola Jokic, and um, what a player, um, what a person, uh, to be one of the nicest guys in the NBA, and to climb to the top of the mountain yeah. um, for the first time after a lot of, you know, playoff disappointment, they lost to Portland in 2019, they had a chance, I think, to make the finals there, uh, losing to the Lakers in 2020, and then going through kind of the waiting years of Jamal Murray's ACL tear and then to come back with this retooled championship team and just dominate. I mean, I don't I don't want to take it too far, but I mean they they really crushed yeah. the competition, um, losing just four games on their way, uh, sixteen and four in these playoffs against I mean, I would say the Timberwolves got a game off them. Anthony Edwards kinda of went off. I, I don't think that was that strong of an opponent. But to take down the sons of Kevin Durant, yeah. LeBron James, and then Jimmy Butler. That's a pretty impressive, um, you know, hit list, you know, I would say for Nikola Jokic. Um, but a funny interview moment at the end when he goes, I just want to go home. He doesn't <laughs> want to go to the parade. Um, but will we, here's the qu- final question, Sam. Will we see Nikola, oh, I'll interview you with this, okay. this uh, lava lamp. Will we see Nikola Jokic win the NBA MVP in the year 2024? Um, yeah, should have won it this year, obviously. Duh. Could have won a four-peat. Should win a four-peat. Well, um, I think here's my reflection, my final reflection of the season is, I think the only team that was going to pose a threat to the Nuggets in the finals was the Sixers. After they kind of blew up against Boston and went up 3-2 and then lost that, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like the Nuggets had no opposition. Because I think Embiid was the only guy that could really handle. I mean, that would have been such a cool matchup of centers to get. But yeah. I think that Bam out of bio, is, I mean, giving up, you know, what, three inches and probably, you know, 45 pounds, it's going to make it difficult, especially with how crafty he is. The dad bod god. I mean, the dad bod god. I mean, he was killer. Um, all season long, um, but you know, just some shout outs this NBA season. Just want to say Hornets, terrible season. Yeah, yeah we got the the story. Almost double A. Almost double A. <laughs> uh, we got the story of the Sacramento Kings. I see that was a cool tidbit. Yeah. Uh, the resurgence of the New York Knicks, an eight seed making it to the NBA Finals. Um, questions around the Boston Celtics again. The almost the three zero comeback. We got a great, I would say, game game of the season was game six. Um, Celtics Heat was probably yeah. the game of the season for me. 
Uh, the Warriors retool, we got Steph LeBron for perhaps the last time. And then I think, I mean, the story has got to be Nikola Jokic proving himself and emerging as uh, the king of the mountain. And uh, that's a wrap uh, on this Carter and Lowry NBA season. Officially now, our third season we've covered. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say my favorite, just because the Hornets were so terrible. Last year was probably more fun to talk about the Hornets. Definitely. And also Sam had season tickets, so I feel like there was really, you know, every game almost met. But maybe the Hornets will be bad, but neither of us will be in Charlotte. So. Right. Um, I mean, i got to say there's a lot of work to do for the Hornets. Um, until then, maybe I'm a Nuggets fan. That's unacceptable. I'm a bandwagon. That's unacceptable. So I gotta go all the way. That's unacceptable. I gotta go all the way bandwagon. That's unacceptable. I mean, I'm not gonna be like reposting stuff on my story, getting a jersey. I'm just cheering for him. You I can just, be a fan of Nikola Jokic, but you can't be a fan and of Jamal those. Murray. You can't be a fan of another team. I mean, that's your hometown. Yeah, that is true. I'm just saying, they they play fun basketball in my eyes. Well, basketball. That is gonna do it. Um, what's going to happen in the NBA, uh, free agency is going to probably kick up Yeah. Um, while we're gone. Uh, we're going to have the NBA draft. What will the Hornets do with their five draft picks this year? So a lot of uh, new talent will be assessing that when we come back three weeks from now. Um, it's a long, long time. We're missing two episodes. We will... Uh, Don't miss us too much. Yeah, we will, uh, you know... Be watching closely, ready to come back in a big wave. I got some great ideas for mixed bag, and then uh, that's a, that's gonna be about it for the summer. Well, that's gonna do it uh, for episode number one hundred and twenty-eight of Carter Lowry. And you hear from us 